Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Well, today we're going to talk about families and family function, family dysfunction, and family system. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and that is for a reason, because I learned the function of a family and the importance of family system. So I have a message from a listener on Instagram. This is Samuel. He says, my mom is very controlling. She is hard to deal with and I'm an adult now and it's very difficult to navigate my relationship with her. Well, in this episode, I'm gonna answer Samuel and other dysfunctional issues that we deal with in families. For example, are there times that you feel guilty and you wonder why you feel guilty? It doesn't seem to make sense, but you always seem to feel like that. Or do you feel like you're the odd one out? I think sometimes when we're on this journey with God and let's say we're like, I want to improve, I'm going to do therapy or I'm going to do inner healing. But then you go back and you find out that your family's still the same. So how do we truly allow ourselves to transform if we are kind of being picked out as maybe the odd one out or the black sheep of the family when maybe we are actually really trying to improve ourselves. So when we really allow God to come in, when the Holy Spirit comes in and transforms us, we actually have the potential to be the catalyst of change that our families need because Jesus lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. But so how does that happen? How do, we're not the Savior, Jesus is. So how does he actually come in us and how can our families transform when we're clearly struggling with a controlling parent or a controlling sibling or somebody that's controlling or maybe we're the controlling one? I don't know. We're all on a different journey. So we need a revelation of who God made us to be and we need to get healed from old lies, old wounds, and we need the right mentoring. We need the right discipleship. We need kind of the right parents. So even if it's different type of parenting, we need to be able to have someone speak into us so that we can grow, we can learn how to be a son or a daughter, to grow into who we're meant to be. God doesn't want us to be drained. He wants us to be a light in this world. And so in this episode, I will respond to Samuel and I will talk about what family systems theory is, why do you even need to care about it, um, and really what the Bible says about family and inheritance and what he has for us. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, Father God, we just thank you for your presence right now. We welcome you here in this podcast. Be with the listeners right where they're at. We just pray right now for the peace that surpasses all understanding to just come over the listeners. They take a moment and just breathe in your peace. Yeah, we thank you for that calm presence that comes over us when we just wait and listen to you. We thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for our sins, for our family, for our children, for our spouses, for our friends. And we pray, God, for the revelation and the wisdom that you need us to get in this episode. Lord, I pray that you help me to speak exactly what it is that the listeners need. No little and no more. We thank you, God, for your mighty, mighty power and the authority that you gave us. I bind up all enemy influence right now over the listeners. I bind up anxiety, I bind up depression, 
And I pray for an increase of the revelation of your peace over their life. Amen. So family system comes from Bowen family systems theory. I decided to do marriage and family therapy. There are many different types of mental health licenses that you can get. You can get a licensed professional counselor. You can be that. You can be a licensed social worker. You can also be a licensed psychologist. So there's different types of licensures depending on the state that you live in or country that you live in to be able to bill insurance and all of that is kind of technical stuff. Um, but for me, I chose marriage and family because of the systems training that I get. Um, you do not need to be a marriage and family therapist to get systems training. You can also get that training. Other you know, social workers, licensed psychologists, they all work with families as well. I just know it's something that I really specialized in and cared about because I saw things in my family and I also watched the importance of happiness, the importance of what makes the world go round is happy families. And if we don't have that, if you don't have a place to belong, it's very isolating. We can very easily get depressed. We can very easily lose our way and not feel a sense of purpose. So family is really, really important. Even if it isn't your nuclear family, it's important to be able to have somewhat of a family and be able to know who is it that is my family that I can turn to. So what Bowen Family Systems is, it really describes kind of the translational and emotional kind of interdependence and how you are with other people among members of the family that affects your personality and your life choices and as an individual. So basically, how you are in your family impacts who you are and how you're going to be with the rest of the world. Okay, so think about certain things like what defines happiness for you? Okay, and then think about what to find happiness for your family. Okay, can you share your feelings? Did you have permission to share how you felt? Or were you told, don't feel like that, don't show your feelings? Maybe it was the opposite, where you were able to really show your feelings and it, you were very expressive and it was very loud. Like, think about some of these things. What were some of like the rules in your family that you had? Were you able to talk? Were you able to share? Did you have a voice? Um, were you given permissions or were you not given permissions? Okay, were there certain things you felt guilty about and certain things that you don't? Brene Brown talks about this thing called over-functioning and under-functioning. Okay, so we can get anxious about certain things and then we can over-function and we can take over and do everything for everyone or we can under-function and we can allow other people to step up and do those things for us. So this can be kind of a lot of older um Older siblings can kind of overfunction and come in and take over, and sometimes younger siblings can underfunction. Again, this is not all the time. This is just, I'm just kind of giving a classic. Um, and a lot of times that happens not because they're older or younger, but the way that everyone in the family talks to them. So if you're the older sibling, your parents are like, oh, you got this, you go do this, you're the older one, and they give them responsibilities so that they're actually learning how to do things on their own, where the younger sibling, the other siblings or the parents might say, oh, I got this, you don't need to do this, I got, this. I can handle this, your older sibling can do this. And so they end up learning how to underfunction because of the family system. Okay, so there's certain things that you do as a family. Um, there might be a sport 
or an activity that you do that's very, very important. Um, there are some families where if you step out of that sport or if you do something different, they will get angry with you and they will check you out of the family or they'll kind of, there'll be parents that will even have like temper tantrums if you don't do what they want you to do. And I would call this controlling. Okay. So there's what's going on is there's anxiety that they're feeling about something that they want. It's actually coming from a good place. Like I want us to be connected. I want us to have a family memory together. And so if you're not doing what I want you to do, I'm going to control you with my emotions. Okay. Again, I'm just kind of giving some of these things that can kind of happen in family systems. I grew up in a family system where we grew up on a farm. We were taught to really work hard. And so one of the things that I actually struggled to do when I really started to dive into getting excited about the Bible instead of thinking that it's boring and and really knowing God and wanting to know God was I didn't really know how to rest because rest to me equaled lazy. Rest to me equaled there's I'm not getting anything done. And so for me, I had to shift the narrative and hear from God about be still for I am God instead of be working because you're lazy if you don't keep working. And so that was really hard for me to learn how to slow down. And when people would talk about soaking, I was like, what? Sit for two hours and just listen to worship music? And how am I going to do that? And so to be able to move beyond that, I simply just had to ask God because there was a desire in my heart because I saw in the word of God, he said, be still for I am God. And I'm like, well, I'm not still and I don't want to. So you say that I'm supposed to and you say that I can get there because you're God and I'm not. How can I do that, God? And so I just simply asked him and he started to show me. I started to sit in that and it was awkward and it was uncomfortable. And I was able to move beyond the discomfort and into a place of peace, into a place of resting in his presence. And he transformed me. Yes, there's still times when I might struggle with it, but I don't have that same anxiety that I had before. But I simply had to ask him. I leaned into him as a papa, as a father. So I also want to talk about what does Jesus now say about family? He really believes, I believe that Jesus believes that we are to be mothers and fathers to each other. I think that this is something that as a society we have really struggled with. Um, And I think part of it is because of this dysfunction that I just talked to you about. So Jesus is saying that we are to mother and father other people. Well, we kind of maybe struggled to get that from our from our own parents. So we don't even know how to do that to other people in our life. Or what happens is when we try to mother and we try or father and we give advice, there someone yells at us back like, "Why are you giving me that advice? I don't want to hear that. Don't don't tell me that." And they get offended because we're giving them advice. Well, we're sometimes we get it wrong where we just need to love people first. We just need to sit with them. So being a really good mother and father, you first need to see people. We need to be seen. So we can't just jump into giving advice and telling people what to do, what they're doing wrong, what they need to improve on. We first need to just love people, sit with them, do lunch, do dinner, do coffee, do life, go to a sports game, go an event, go to church together, just do life. Don't get into the advice. Don't get into the things. Just be with them. Okay? I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to do as mothers and fathers is just spend time with our loved ones. Spend time. When I say mothers and fathers, this is 
yes, your actual children, but this is also people in your life that God's maybe put in your life to mentor. So like maybe it's coaching, maybe it's just a neighbor that you've kind of been leading in certain things. Maybe you got into the Bible a little bit earlier than they did, and maybe you're kind of teaching them some things. And so in a way you're mothering and fathering them. And mother and father doesn't need to have anything to do with age. So you could have a 20-year-old giving you mother and father advice, mother and father love that you much needed, just like a 60-year-old could. And so age doesn't matter with this. It really matters on the position of the heart. It's important that we can find somebody that is speaking life into us and that we can speak life into them. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, Therefore, and go and make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So God is telling his disciples. This is at the very end of Matthew. Jesus is telling his disciples to go make disciples. So really this mother and fathering is a commandment from God to make disciples, but it starts with us loving people and being there for them. We can't go be disciples yet if we aren't able to sit and receive. And that's what Jesus did to his disciples for the for the three and a half years that he was with them. He just did life with them. They just ate. They just drank. They would go and pray for people. They'd you know, cast out demons, they would heal the sick, and they just did life by loving on other people. And so that's what we need to do here still today. We're not meant to be small. And in the midst of us doing this today, Jesus is with us. He's in our midst. So we need to be leading other people. We need to allow other people to lead us. When we give feedback to those that that trust us, We've got to give it with love. We need to receive feedback from other people. We need to give love. We need to receive love. Okay? And we can't do this if we don't know who we are, which I'm going to call orphans. Okay? If you've, I did an episode with Harmony Klingenmeyer a while ago about the orphan spirit. And so what this means is, is that we're rooted. We kind of have this root of father and mother wounds. So remember before when I was talking about the family system? And so we have, if we have wounds in our family system, we're going to be rooted in those wounds. So I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Um, I'm abandoned. Okay, so we have these emotional, spiritual, and physical, and mental needs where we didn't get them because of something. I don't know. Again, what's so hard is that Our parents did the best they could with what they had. So again, it's not that we're wanting to blame them, but we have to be able to identify what we didn't get so that we can heal and allow God to come in and do what he needs to do. So if we have these broken wounds, we believe lies that we're not worthy of love. And so, okay, here's this God of the universe coming in. We're not going to be able to accept his love because we're not even able to accept other people's love. And so what came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) Okay, so God can come in. He can come in and break that so that we can allow other people to come in. So if you're struggling to let other people in, that could be a sign that there's some mother or father wounds that you have. We've got to be able to allow other people to speak into us 
speak life into us. Like if you struggle to receive an encouraging message or a compliment, that could be a sign that you're struggling with those mother or father wounds. Okay? These are our earthly fathers are meant to show us the face of Papa God. This identity is then released into this original moment of this mother, father, baby's face where God's desire for that love is formed. Okay, if you ever watch those videos where babies are seeing the face of their mom, I mean, it's just the way that we were designed. We were formed this way. And if we don't have that, we will continue to look as babies, as adults. Well, where's the face? Where is it? Where's my love? Okay, and we'll look in the wrong places. We'll look in the wrong friends, in the wrong spouse, in the wrong whatever it is, so that we can get filled what it is that that baby's face was always trying to get from very early on. So sometimes if you if you feel like you have something that you're kind of like, I don't know what I'm t- I don't know what you're talking about, Heidi, where you can feel it in your body but you can't really think about it, it could be that there was early trauma. So from like 0 to 3 before you were born. And so that's where we can invite Papa into that moment of when you were a baby and read Psalms 139. And go forth and read what God says about you, that before I knew you, I formed you in your mother's womb, that Father God is our Papa. We honor our earthly parents, but God is our perfect Father. Okay, the orphan spirit will drive our need to kind of, to to not even acknowledge that we have a need to even get healed. Okay, so kind of is a self-protecting place that we have. And we might be protecting our earthly parents because we think that they're perfect. I think sometimes that's what's really hard and that I've, it's just so hard in my office. I'll see people that will come in and they'll say, my mom is amazing. My mom is my rock. And so as I'll work with them and I'll talk with them, I'll say, okay, yep, your mom has got a lot of awesome qualities, but I also see some things that she didn't do for you. And it's not that I'm wanting to point this out to say to not honor your father or mother, but it's merely so that that person can feel and speak and say what it is that they didn't get to feel, speak, and say. This is so important to you guys. So I don't want to dishonor our earthly parents, but I want you to get out what God is meaning for you to get out. There is a purpose and a calling over your life, and if you keep things squashed and we don't allow what God needs you to feel and to say come out, we then keep staying small in the light of the world that's in you doesn't come out, okay? So the orphan spirit is this terrible cycle that we need to break and get out of. We need to not be trying to work hard or earn love, but really in just going and just being face-to-face with our Papa God, with Daddy God, okay? Spending time with him. I know some of you have a hard time with me even saying those kind of words, like that's too intimate, okay? So maybe use a different word then. Use Father God or God, or or just Father. Like, whatever language you need to use, you don't need to use the language that I'm using. I want to use something that's safe for you, okay? But our foundation needs to be to sit at the face of God because this is where he heals us. This is where depression, anxiety, and all mental health struggles leave, and we can get the revelation of the truth of who he is. So I want to go back to the, the man that that 
asked the question on Instagram that had, he shared that his mom is very controlling, that she's hard to deal with, that he's an adult now, and it's very difficult to navigate his relationship with her. So again, I've said this before, that we want to honor our father and our mother. It's the first commandment, which it says in Ephesians 6, 2. It also says it in Exodus 20, 12, where it says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So we will actually live long on this earth when we honor our parents. So does that mean that you need to allow your parent to control you and tell you everything that you should do as an adult? Is that what honoring is? Is, does, is honoring where you just don't do what you're supposed to do, what you feel like God is calling you to do and do everything that your parent tells you to do? That is not honoring. Honoring is loving them no matter what, doing things for them, maybe helping them out, maybe buying them something or giving them a gift or, you know, doing things where you're maybe giving them a card. You know, you're doing things where you're showing that love. But honoring doesn't say you stop living your life. Honoring doesn't say you put your choices behind your parents. Honoring doesn't say you spend 24 hours a day with them. Or you talk to them three times a day, seven days a week. That's not what honoring says. Sometimes when we need to get healthy, we need to have a healthy boundary when we honor. So we can still honor our parents and say, I'm so grateful for you. I love you. I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. But I'm trying to work on myself right now. And I need some space. This doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It just means that I need to find myself. And I can't think because I need some, I need some more space. I, th- we're talking five times a day and I need to decrease that. How about we talk one time a day or maybe one time a week? And so you bring up boundaries and you do it in a way that's honoring and respectful. What I see happens often is that we get to a boiling point because we have a controlling or anxious parent and then we just end up having a blow up because we don't know how to handle it and we don't know how to talk about it. And so we scream at them and then they scream at us and we have these screaming fights that don't go anywhere. So we first have to be able to slow down, get with God, sit in front of him and just say, God, I'm struggling with my parent. I feel like she's controlling me or he's controlling me. I don't know how to navigate this. I don't know how to deal with this. Allow God, I feel like for many of you, I feel like God is saying, you need to know who you are. You are not who your parent says you are. You are who I say that you are. You are made in my image. You are meant to be a light in this world. You are strong. You are confident. You are loved. You are worthy. You are capable. You are smart. And again, I'm not saying that your parents haven't said these things, but what happens often with parents who can be controlling is their anxiety shows up and is bigger than what it is that you want to do. Let's say you have a business. Let's say you have a gift and you're walking out that gift and you're like excited and you feel so free when you're doing this. But then your parent comes along. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? How much did that cost? Why did, why did you do that? Are you sure you should do that? Who, who's telling you what you should, what you should be doing? 
And they ask all these questions, which they're wonderful questions, but they ask it from their own anxiety and their own fear. What they should be doing is saying, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Look at how talented you are. I'm so proud of you. Tell me what this is like for you. Show me some things that you've made or show me some of your projects. And they just need to sit with you and listen. And if they're not doing that, you've got to take some time and take a break from them so that you can start to think the way that God thinks. You can start to hear what God has to say about you. Because when we're feeling controlled, that means that what's coming in here in in our head, in between our eyes and our ears, is messages, not from our parents, but from the enemy. Our enemy is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities of this unseen world. So our parents are not the enemy. The enemy is using them to influence and make us believe lies about ourselves. So my message for Samuel is to be able to get in front of God and listen to what God has to say about you, Samuel. That you can hear how amazing and talented you are. You love your mom. You honor your mom and tell her that. Tell her that you love her. Tell her what you're thankful for about her. And then ask her for some space so that you can hear and then write down what God says about you. Because Romans 8, 15 through 17 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So we're not meant to be in fear. There should be no fear or bondage in any of our relationships with our parents or our children. We are first children of God. And from then, the fruit grows into our own children, into our parents. The fruit will grow from the first place of being a child of God. So we can glorify him. So God, we thank you for this episode. I pray right now for the grace for the listeners to spend time with you and for them to have vision, for them to feel, to sense, and to hear your presence. That you will hold on to them. That they will be rooted and grounded in Christian community. I pray for the listeners who do not have a mentor, for them to find one, for you to bring them one. I pray for healing over those who are controlling, that they can learn how to be a son or daughter. I pray that they will be rooted in your word and pray in the spirit so that they have the heat of your Holy Spirit and the word of the living God speaking life into them first. I pray that they can honor their parents even where there is harm being caused and they need to take a healthy boundary break. And I pray for your grace to protect that break that there is no violation of that break. I pray for those who didn't have a voice to have a voice. 
that you start to break open in them the ability to speak what they need to speak, to feel what they need to feel. Right now, I feel like some of you need permission to feel. I give you permission to feel what you're feeling. Even if it's, I'm mad at my mom or I'm mad at my dad, it's okay. You're not going to stay there forever. We've got to go through the feelings though so we can get to the other side of it. So I give you permission to feel. And I declare, declare Matthew 5, 14, 16 over you that you are the light of the world. That a town on a hill cannot be hidden and neither do people. Light a lamp and put it under a bowl, but instead they put it on its stand and that is you. You give light to everyone in your house. In the same way, your, sh- your light will shine before others. I declare your light will shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. So I thank you, Papa, that you first loved us and that the baptism of love is coming over the listeners so they can be a light in their home, a light in their family. And I just release God's glory, God's light, God's love in your home, in your work, in your car, even in your extended family's homes. I feel like there's some of you that need that being released in your extended family's home, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all your cousins, nieces and nephews, that everybody in your family, that you see everybody just God's light being released in their home. And even for some of you, I want you to go to the front door. I want you to open the door and say, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Papa God. I welcome you, Jesus, into this home. This is your home. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.